0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 40 of Brody Sports Talk. Today, we are continuing our AFC West and season NFL season previews. Hopefully, this podcast goes down like Lime Herbert. We're talking about the Bolts, LA Chargers, of course. And I am joined by Caleb and Sean. How you doing, Brodies?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm not doing too bad. You know, uh, quick, quick Brody poll. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of sherbet? Uh, Caleb. Mm.
2: I, I'm going to go with lime. I think I love things that are lime flavored.
0: Okay, uh, Derek. I, I hate to be the uh, on the bandwagon, but lime Herbert. It's just
1: because you guys are wearing green shirts still. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> still the green shirts.
2: How, how did we do that again today?
1: Green shirts. Lime shirt. See, I like orange sherbet. Okay, I think orange is, it just has the the right amount of like tang and like zest to it. I also, you know, of course, Tennessee guy, I love anything that's orange. So maybe that's just, I'm like predisposition to wanting to eat orange sherbet. Anyway, I'm doing good, Derek. Doing great.
0: I'm very glad to hear that you guys are doing okay. Um, so everyone sit back, relax. hit your favorite frozen dessert because we are starting tonight with new player to watch. So, Sean, who do, should we get charged up about?
1: So I want to, and this isn't me picking on Caleb, right? Um, but I, my new player to watch is going to be Corey Lindsley. Uh, and, you know, we like talking about offensive linemen here on this episode. I think it's a blueprint to a great episode that we'd like to follow. And... The chargers just made this man the highest paid center in the league. And center is a position that you don't usually see, you know, the, uh, highlight plays the highlight reel plays from, do you want a center that is just going to consistently snap the football without error and isn't going to give up a dumb sack or, you know, cause, uh, allow the defense to cause too much disruption. So he made, you know, the first team all pro 2020. He's a good player. He's a great player. So I actually have a question for Caleb. Do you think that the contract that the chargers gave him is below his value at his value or above his value based on his tenure with the Packers cuz it's very rare that i think you see uh what would what you would think would be like a franchise center switch teams especially when there's quarterback continuity so so how do you feel about that
2: so just to go over his contract details it's a 5 year 62 and a half million dollar contract with 26 million guaranteed so it is one of those things like Corey Winsley is 30 this year he's not a young guy and centers is is still one of those positions where you don't play as late as some of the other positions i mean we both saw uh the pouncey brothers come into the league and now they're not in the league and I feel like Winsley, this might be his last chance to really make bank. And so I don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say that he chased the money, but I will say, I think that it was worth the money. And I also think that the Chargers got what they want because it's a low guarantee, which basically means if they don't like it in a couple of years, well, let's not pay him anymore and let's Sayonara. get someone else in there because. Even after two years, uh, the dead cap on that goes down to seven point eight mil for them to just sit on it for one more, year, you know, and they just would have them for two years then. So I think that it's a good contract for both, and I I feel like in general the Packers, given what chaos was kind of around their off season with the whole Roger situation, I think they brought back Aaron Jones because they weren't 100% sure Rodgers was coming back. You know, you have Jones because if you have him behind Jordan Love, for example, he's still a solid running back. And you're not going, hey, we're going to go with an unproven running back and an unproven quarterback. So Jones got paid, Lindsley didn't. We had to make a move with one of them or one of them was going to go. So we knew we weren't going to be able to re-sign both. So I think Lindsley got a, a solid deal with the Chargers.
1: I think it's a fair take. It's a fair take. Is there any um I don't know any any uh, comment on that situation, Derek, or or maybe a player that you wanted to wanted to bring up?
0: Yeah. So Corey Winsley was my guy. Um, you know, I go with the offensive lineman. Everyone knows. Um, I think that um, he saw the writing on the wall. And if he was going to start over with a young quarterback, that he was going to go with someone who has a much higher upside and a chance to actually win. Uh, so, you know, we all know what the Packers are going to do over the next five years, um, which is win the division and then do nothing else. Uh, Dang it.
1: It's going hard in the paint.
0: So, um, now, who knows what the Chargers are going to do with the Chiefs and the Broncos still in that division, um, you know, if they can break through. But uh, I think he wanted uh, sunnier pastures and uh, not always playing in the cold. So, uh, yeah, that's just uh, my two cents when it comes to older players and not wanting to play In cold Green Bay. But we move on to the weakness of the team. And now that Caleb has given me the death stare. What is the weakness of the Chargers?
2: So it took me a few moments to figure out where I wanted to circle around this. But it's bad. And it's kind of a a Charger-esque thing to, to have happen. And that is their special teams. Oh, their yep, special teams tricky. are really bad. Uh Michael Badgley has been there for three years and in his rookie year he, you know, went out and made ninety-four percent of his kicks. Year two, he made eighty-two percent of his kicks. And last year he made seventy three percent of his kicks. <laughs> I ain't,
1: ain't it uh, chief
2: that and he missed three extra points last year. Uh, He doesn't even do the kickoffs, so he's strictly a field goal guy. Uh, When I pulled him up on Pro Football Reference, it also said that his nickname is the Money Badger, and I would like to say that he needs to renounce that nickname immediately because Michael Badgley is not remotely in the same category as Tyron Matthew. Also, their punter, Ty Long. Have you guys heard of Ty Long before? Oh, Yeah. Just now, <laughs> uh, Ty Long had three punts blocked last year,
1: and he's still the punter this year. <laughs> Is that good? Is that a? Is that what you're supposed to have happen?
2: No, that's really bad. Also, they don't have anyone in the return game that I can write home about. KJ Hill, Nassar Adderley. no one. No one's done any, like anything special in any of those. Like, the, the whole special teams category for this team is, uh, to put it nicely, I would say it's kind of a, a bit of a dumpster fire. So, it really makes me pause a little bit more because I was like, man, the main thing that the Chargers had as far as issues last year was coaching. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and apparently their specialty. And you need special teams, too, because that's sometimes how you get the highest score on the team is your field goal kicker.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about that that new coaching staff. What do you think about um, going with the guy they went with um, versus a more offensive-minded, focused coach?
2: I think that, in general you're trying to to be reactionary. That's what people do in the NFL. It, it's not always the smartest choice, but it's what people do. They went from someone who had been an offensive coordinator previously with the Bills, and they went to someone who was a defensive coach. Uh, they had him right there in their hometown to snag from the to the team that they share a stadium with. So when you can do that, you're not necessarily feeling bad about it. Would I have preferred for them to get someone younger and more offensive-minded that could go with Herbert? I would have, but they didn't,
1: so.
0: Sean, thoughts?
1: It's one of those things where when you have a... When you have young coaches, it doesn't matter if they're offensive-minded or defensive-minded. When you have younger coaches in the NFL... It's almost always one of two things either they were part of some coaching tree and they were incredibly highly touted and have been in the NFL, basically from an assistant on or they're a hotshot college coach that may be able to connect with a lot of younger players. So. In Staley's case, obviously, he's, you know, the the NFL veteran-ish. And what you have is a very different philosophy than has been within that organization uh, in comparison to the last 20 years. Who did you have at quarterback for 16, like 15, 16 seasons? You had the same guy who was probably old the moment that he stepped foot on the field. I, he, Rivers always felt like he was older than he was pretty much throughout his entire career. Maybe it's just how he moved. The Chargers have perpetually felt like an organization that goes conservative. That hires 60, 70-year-old dudes who are on the outside uh, looking in. For any sort of or, or or basically almost on the outside of their career, like they're almost done. This is finally the first time we're seeing them go young and I think at the right time. So I don't know if it being a defensive coach is really going to be that big of a problem as long as he's surrounding himself with the right, you know, assistance. And he's able to potentially connect with some of these younger players as opposed to an old codger, this is a different generation. Different generation of player requires a different generation
0: of coach. So that, folks, is the reason why you listen to Brody talk. Is Caleb comes with the with the great knowledge. Sean comes with the great explanation, and I'm just a monkey with an organ grinder uh, entertaining you with my voice.
1: When We're, entertained.
0: On, We're entertained. we We, we move on to our next category, and it's one of my favorite categories that we do. That's award considerations. So for me, we're focusing on the defense. And on the Chargers comes this wonderful player by the name of Joey Bosa. I think that he has a chance to win defensive player of the year. Um, in 2019, he had 11 and a half sacks, 31 QB hits. Uh, last year, 7.5 sacks, 27 uh, quarterback hits. And in a division which easily is said that they are quarterback driven with Mahomes, with Lock Bridgewater, with Carr Mariota, um, you are probably going to rush the passer and you want to provide a blueprint on how to beat each of those teams. So I think Joey Bosa is going to win, or have the chance to win, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and I think that uh, that it's going to be a battle for Los Angeles, honestly. I think Aaron Donald has a good chance in it, and I think that Joey Bosa has a good chance on it. Uh, and so, Caleb, let's go to you. Do you think Joey Bosa can be up for Defensive Player of the Year, or is there something, some other award that you think the Chargers could win?
2: So, in general, I I was double-checking back to the days of the Brody 100, and when we did those rankings, you were higher on Joey Bosa than I was as well, and uh, he just makes me nervous, you know, his injury history and whatnot that you brought up as well. Is he going to be out there enough games? Is he going to be able to get enough production? Can he actually do it? So I'm going to mention another one. If we're talking about the ability, if the guys are available for 16 games, what they could do, I'm going to bring up a defensive player of the year contender within the own team. If he stays healthy and that would be Derwin James. I think Derwin James brings a lot to that secondary. He's the one that they kind of stuck with. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen him for a couple of years now because he was a fantastic rookie and he's been hurt for the last two. Derwin Derwin come back and and show us that we're putting our faith in the right spot. But I I agree with you. So far, you know, let me just knock on the desk. Okay. So Chargers let's stay healthy at least for several games this year and not lose like We're recording this, it's August. I don't think that they've lost anyone for the season yet. So I don't want them to again, because that's it's one of those things where it's kind of taking their legs out from under them before the season ever really got started.
0: No, you're you're completely right on that. And um, if everything is equal, you could be right about Derwin James. Uh, Sean, do you like Joey? Do you like Derwin? Or is there another award that you think the Chargers could win?
1: Justin Herbert, Offensive Player of the Year.
0: 2021, 20, 2022. 20, okay. So, so I see that, that was he Sean definitely put together a very well thought Matt out. Matt
1: Ryan can win it. So can... <laughs>
0: that's very true. So can uh, Yeah. So you think maybe um, MVP goes to one quarterback in the, uh, the AFC West and the offensive player of the year? goes to another quarterback in the the afc what do you think about that
1: uh i think that ends up being what happens actually
0: yeah because there's a a guy in buffalo who might win uh something as well so uh that's probably it yeah (laughs) i I always
1: like well, no i was gonna say i've i think if you're listening to this just because you're a chargers fan i I am not sold yet on Allen. But that is neither here nor there.
0: But what is here now is the Brinks truck. They just backed up um, the money. And we're looking at the contract year player. Who are they giving that money to?
1: So I went a weird direction with this. And I want you to hear me out. uh, Because it's definitely... Not a player that you would have expected me to pick because this is um, going on his sixth team, I believe. Uh, he actually played for the uh, Packers at one point uh, about five years ago. Uh, Caleb, do you know who I might be talking about?
0: Um, I'm not actually, sure. He's a contract
1: your player because he only signed a one
0: year deal. Does he have laughter in his last name?
1: Uh, no, um, I, I am talking about tight end Jared Cook.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Yes. So the reason that I want, you know, people to keep an eye on him is because of how thin the chargers are wide receiver and how they could be an injury away from really relying on tight end reception production. And if you look at Cook's career, he's generally able to pull down some pretty decent you know, touchdown numbers, especially in this kind of resurgence that he's had in his 30s. I mean, uh, he sucked for Green Bay. I think he was like, he wasn't even a starter. He was like missed a lot of time. But, you know, since moving to Oakland in 2017, and then he played with the Saints the, uh, for the last two years, He's had some very respectable, if not above-average numbers for a tight end. Now he's 34 years old. And so at this point, it's like, okay, well, is he playing just to finish out his career? Or if an injury happens, is he playing to potentially get one more, you know, potentially bigger one-year deal off the back of above-average production? So I feel like it's an interesting story to look at. And depending on how the Chargers' season develops, especially wide receiver, uh, one that I think a lot of fans need to be keeping their eyes on. Thoughts on that?
2: He went to Jared.
0: Oh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Done. Uh, so we move to because I'm not I cannot top that. So we're gonna move to our classic segment. Uh, brought to you by Draftkings or we use their numbers at least not brought to you by Draftkings. you want to sponsor us. let us know. we're just going to say your numbers if we don't. Um, so the over under for the chargers out of LA, no longer SD is 9.5. I'll start with my number. Um, I have them under 9.5 and missing the playoffs. I think they're a good team. I think that a first-year head coach, um, we shouldn't expect them to really push um, deep into a lot of wins. Um, We've talked about it all week, about how um, who they're playing this year. Um, And I think there's going to be several stretches throughout the year that we're going to see what um, this team is actually about. Is Herbert going to be um, a great quarterback or – is he going to regress a little? And if they regress even a little bit, um, he could be, you know, they could be out of a couple of games early. Let's go to Sean. He looks all hyped and ready. What is your over under?
1: Uh, I think over, and I think they make the playoffs. Uh, this is a team that I think just doesn't necessarily scrapes into the playoffs, um, but definitely finishes as one of the bottom two seeds in the AFC. Uh, I like a lot about what they were able to do offensively last season. And I think that continues into this season. And I think they're going to be able to fix some of their issues defensively. I think a lot of it was schematic. Uh, they also, they suffered from a lot of what we saw with the Falcons where their offense was able to keep them in games and outright win them a lot of games, but defensively they were outcoached and Staley is a fantastic defensive coach, and I think he's going to be able to stabilize that. And we're going to see their win-loss total adjust appropriately. Are they going to be a, you know, playoff, uh, you know, powerhouse? Are they going to be favored in their playoff game? Absolutely not. But I do think that on the back of a fantastic season for year two for Justin Herbert, uh, again, a offensive player of the year, season uh, that they make the playoffs.
2: All right, well, let me go ahead and just jump in. Yeah, I'll jump in with that. So uh, somehow throughout the AFC West, Sean and I are just rolling together. I don't know what it is. We just continue to, you know, take this West Coast tour and we just tend to agree on a lot of these teams. Yeah, I'm going over on the Chargers I'm saying that they will make the playoffs as well. There were so many games last year where they just blew it in the fourth quarter. And even if we're saying Joey Bosa is able to get pressure on a quarterback or Derwin James is able to pick someone off in the secondary, or maybe Jared cook has a crucial third down catch, or they run it up the middle behind Corey Winsley. There's so many good things that are happening with this team. Uh, I think that the, if the Raiders are the team that I just don't understand what the heck their front office is doing, the Chargers are the team that I go, heck yeah, I want what this front office is having. Can it give me double of that? Like I really appreciate how they've put this together. I think Herbert was a fantastic pick. I know a lot of people even dogged him on it at the time thinking that he was going to be underwhelming, but he was great. And I just – Don't know that I can get enough. I feel like this is one of the ones that is uh, a little bit more of a lock to go over nine and a half wins. Uh, You might say that they have a, a blueprint to get there.
0: With that being said, now that Caleb has put in all the buzzwords that we can put in, we are finished with our triple scoop of Herbert. And... Make sure and subscribe on your favorite podca- podcasting platform. Leave us a five star review if that's possible. Interact with us and tell Caleb how bad his dad jokes are on our Twitter at Brody Talk. They're you can find. What'd you say, Sean?
1: I said they're the worst.
0: <laughs> you really are. Uh, you can find that link uh, at Brody Talk in all of our other links, including some awesome merch. At our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. Is that a forward slash or a backslash, Sean? Uh, you can do both. Okay. I'm just kidding. You
1: can't. It's a forward slash. <laughs>
0: choose, <laughs> choose one or the other. Don't do both. And so on behalf of Caleb, Sean, and myself, do me a favor and have a wonderful day.
1: Later.
2: Green shirts forever.